Um, and so let's uh, let's pray the scripture together. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, so that one way or another I will experience the resurrection from the dead. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Josh. Peter is the Lord. 
when Simon Peter heard this, um, that it was the Lord, he put on his tunic, where he had stripped for work. Uh, and then he jumped into uh, the water and headed to the shore. And uh, the others stayed in the boat, pulled the load, uh, the loaded net to the shore, for they were, they were about 100 yards from the shore. And when they got there, they found breakfast waiting for them, fish cooking over a charcoal fire and some bread. And bring me some of the fish you caught, Jesus said. So Simon Peter went aboard and dragged the net to the shore. There were 153 fish, and yet the net hadn't torn. And now uh, come and have some breakfast, said Jesus. None of the disciples dared to even ask, who are you? served them bread and the fish and uh, this was the third time Jesus had appeared to the disciples since he had been raised from the dead. Takeaway number one is really simple. Jesus provides. Jesus provides. And we, we look at this and I would like to say something that's glaringly obvious in the teaching I believe is that here we have Jesus in this, in this new body where there's still questions, they're asking, like, we're not going to ask, but I know this is Jesus. And so he looks maybe a little different, not sure right, what's going on there, but they would ask that question, but they knew it was him. And here he is, though, in this new body, and what is he doing in verse 12? He's serving them. Isn't that amazing that Jesus is serving the disciples still? And he cooks them this breakfast, which I can imagine was good. It's made over charcoal, so it has to be good. Right? Anything over charcoal is better. If you have a gas grill, get rid of it now. You're cheap. Right? And so Jesus provides. I want to tell you guys about a story in my own life where, where Jesus provides. Um, and, and it's a pretty personal story, and so I'll let you, I'll let you in. Most of you, some of you already know this, but um, it happened about, let's just say a couple years ago, I think, it was two or three years ago, as time flies, so you kind of, you ever had that thought, the older you are, the older, you guys in the third row there, you don't know, because you know, but the older people get this. You're like, oh yeah, man, that happened like two years ago, and then someone corrects you, and you're like, no, that was like ten years ago, and you're like, no, what? So you like think a couple of years has passed, and no, it's been seven, eight, ten, you know. And so, um, so a couple of years ago, uh, or ten. No, this was definitely been five. It's definitely been five. And so Jen gets, um, she gets laid off work, and uh, it had to be nineteen and twenty, and uh, she gets laid off work, and we're like, okay. All right. This was not in the plan. Uh, she was hired somewhere. She's the first hired and the first fired or you know, laid off. And so, but here's, here's what, this was a bummer, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. Um, it was awful. Here's why it was awful. One of the main reasons that it was awful. Uh, it stinks when you lose about half of your income, Okay? Uh, maybe some of you have experienced that. Uh, it's normally you're not like you know, hey, get some balloons, get a cake, we're celebrating, all right? Because it's the last purchase we can make, all right? And so you lose half 
side of this. Jen, for 10 years, had been journaling about doing like homeschool kind of group. And uh, Jen is, Jen, and I'm not just saying this because she's my wife, um, but she's not going to listen to the podcast anyways. Um, so she is, uh, she's one of the best teachers I know, okay, hands down, and if you've ever experienced her teaching, it's really good, and so she has this way of teaching, so she's really good, she has this dream, right, that she's journaled in year after year after year, literally through a decade, uh, and, and then she gets laid off, and we're like, you know, and the knee-jerk reaction is, well, we're just going to get, you're going to get, a, you got to get a job somewhere else. And she's thinking, yeah, i got to get a job somewhere else. And then it, it was laid on our hearts, well, what if, what if this is the reverse economy way that God provides for us? The economy of the kingdom can kick in here. And God can provide for us. And what happens is the, the, the Reader's Digest version of this is um, when she was supposed to be gone back to school, what she did was she started a small little uh, co-op of homeschool. And it looked a lot like the journal. <laughs> and as it was refined and it was, there were things that were done and as it's going on, and as it's still going on, it looks like almost exactly like the journal. And so when we say that Jesus provides, Jesus provides, and not every provision that we have comes through a promotion or up and to the right. Sometimes the kingdom promotion comes from being pushed out. Now, so I, like, we don't, what do you mean by that? Well, we operate in a reverse economy. The economy of the kingdom is reversed. And we, I've said this before. You, you can tell this because look at Jesus. He's like the reverse king. Right? Jesus in verse 12 is serving fish to the disciples. I don't know how many kings that are doing that. Usually their followers are serving them. And throughout his entire ministry, Jesus is serving them. He's serving, yet when he's crucified, he is victorious over death, over darkness, over the enemy. He transfers that victory. When we know him, he transfers that victory to us. Amen. We're victorious because we are in Christ. Not because... We know Christ, not because he's this guy that 2,000 years ago did some cool things. It's because we're in Christ. When we take the, the cup and we take the bread, um, I, would, I would just propose this to you, that there's something going on there. All right? If they were just symbols, I don't know. And I want to even propose this to you. That, that symbol that we come to the table every week is not to make actually to draw you closer to Jesus. Amen. It's actually to make you contemplate like Josh led us through, is to actually turn to your neighbor and say, I am sorry. 
I have sinned against you. That's what it is to come right to the table. And so Jesus provides. In the midst of this layoff, Jesus provides. And he provides through people. He provides where you didn't expect. And all of a sudden, there's provision. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Um, we don't drive the, the nicest mic. I love my car. Okay? It's a little low to the ground, but I would call it. I look like a clown when I get out of it. Alright? <laughs> um, uh, we don't have everything that we want. And that's okay. We have everything that we need. And a lot of times what can happen is um, we base Jesus' provision on the things that we want, not on the things that he is providing for us. That's right. And so uh, somebody said once to me, they quoted um, to me, and I forget who the original quote was, uh, live simply so others can simply live. And that really hits you as a questioner because, no, I need everything. Right? If I just had that one more thing, I would just say this. What is God providing for you? And what are you trying to provide for yourself? That's not a thing of guilt. It's a thing of like, hey, let's really examine that. So Jesus provides in this instant. Jesus continued to provide. Uh, uh, he brings provision for us. Um, how many of you in here enjoy health? Okay. How many of you have had health problems? Health is provision. How many of you in here uh, turned on your tap water this morning and got some, I'll put it through a grid, maybe you're that person. Right? <laughs> okay. um, how many of you guys enjoyed that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, pretty awesome, right? How many of you guys have walked five miles to get that? No. Like Jesus provides. And here's what I love, man. When you meet these people that walk five miles to get this stuff, they're just And so, Jesus provides. Take away normal. Uh, John 21, 15 through 19. After breakfast, uh, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, Peter replied, you know I love you. Then feed my lambs, Jesus told him. Jesus repeated the question, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Peter said, you know I love you. Then take care of my sheep, Jesus said. And the third time he asked him, uh, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt that Jesus asked the question the third time. He said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, then feed my sheep. I tell you the truth. When you were young, you were able to do as you like. You dressed yourself and went wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands, and others will dress you, and take you where you want to go. What? Minor. It's huge, actually. Thank you. All right. Uh, where are you going? I go. Thank you. So I have it here written real big, but I decided to go with smaller. All right. So, just so you can remember easily. 
so provides and provision. Jesus puts back. Okay? Now, how about that when I clicked on the word restores? And I looked at the thesaurus, and there was a there was a there was a P word there. Put back. I was pretty happy. I was like, okay, great, this is awesome. Okay? So Jesus puts back. And we see this. Um, in this story, clearly, that Jesus is, is restoring Peter. If you guys know the story, or if you don't, let me give you, again, the, the, the uh, abbreviated version of this. Peter denies Jesus three times, right? right? Jesus asks him three times, do you love me? And we could get into all of the terms that um, were used there, or if they were used there, uh, you know, the original conversation probably took place in Aramaic. It was translated to Greek, so not, let's not go there. He asked him three times, do you love him? He restores Peter. And here's what I love about this. Jesus is restoring someone who denied him in front of people. Really kind of threw me back to Psalm 103, 12. And it says this. He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. And I thought, wow, that's that's fitting right there, right? Because as, as Peter denies Jesus, but then, then I looked and I said, okay, let's get the context of where that fits in. Where does verse 12 fit in? And that's not going to be up on the air Bible, but I want to read it to you, and I would just invite you to listen to what the word of the Lord says. In Psalm 1 and 3, it says, This is David. Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. He forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercy. He fills my life with good things. My youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord gives Righteous and justice, righteousness and justice to all who are treated unfairly. He revealed his character to Moses and his deeds to the people of Israel. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. He will not constantly accuse us nor remain angry forever. He does not punish us for our sins. He does not deal harshly with us as we deserve for he, for his unfailing love towards us, towards those who fear him, is as great as the height of the heavens above the earth. He has renewed or removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. The Lord is like a father to his children, tender and compassionate to those who fear him. For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are only dust. Our days on earth are like grass, like wildflowers we bloom and die. The wind blows when we are gone, as though we had never been here. But the love of the Lord remains forever. With those who fear him, his salvation extends to the children's children, of those who are faithful to his covenant, of those who obey his commands. The Lord has made the heavens his throne. From, where, from there he rules over everything. Praise the Lord, you angels, you mighty ones who carrying out his plans, listening for each of his commands. Yes, praise the Lord, you armies of angels who serve him and do his will. Praise the Lord, everything he has created 
everything and all his kingdom. Let all that I am praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I just felt like one of three really speaks to Jesus putting things back together. If you want to read uh, another scripture, it's actually found in the last book of the Bible. And that book is called Revelation. And I'll give you the paraphrase of this. It's in the last chapter. And it says this. Let me get to it. Last. It's in chapter 21. This new Jerusalem, this new heaven and new earth. The new heaven is coming down to the new earth. What do we see here? Jesus is putting things back together. He's restoring all things. In Romans 8, it talks about it. That he's restoring all things. We've talked about it here before, that we are part of the restoration project. As a matter of fact, if you are in Christ, he is restoring you to himself. Amen. Have you ever noticed that it's a process? Have you ever gone back to the ways that are old? To the person that's died? <laughs> Let me go back to that. You find yourself maybe relying on yourself again. And, and Jesus, I just want to, I want to say this to you, that Jesus is big enough for that. He loves you. He cares for you. He wants to see the best for you. In John 21, 20 through 25, that's the end of the book. It says this. Peter turned around and saw uh, behind the disciple Jesus loved the one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, um, who will betray you? And Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? And Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, uh, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. So the rumor spread among the community of believers uh, that this disciple wouldn't die. But that isn't what Jesus uh, said at all. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? The disciple is the one who testifies to the events uh, and has recorded them here. And we know that this, his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that would be written. <laughs> Takeaway number three is Jesus prepares. All right? Jesus provides. Jesus puts back together or restores. And Jesus prepares. And here's what I would love for us to focus on in these simple verses this. What is Jesus preparing me for? Not what has he prepared someone else for. What is Jesus preparing you for? I got to talk to this sweet, sweet uh, young lady this week. And she's, she's awesome. Just really love this kid. And um, Oftentimes what happens in our youth lives uh, is they chase after being somebody they're not, right? And I love them, 
you love when people say in our youth's lives, as if it stops when you turn 20. You're no longer a teenager. You've matured. And you start saying mature like mature. Okay? Because you're, you're at that level. Okay? And so, as if we don't seek after different things. And the thing that I was able to hopefully communicate was, you know, hey, who do you want to be? You want to chase after somebody and don't be yourself, or you want to be the somebody that God's created you to be? And I would ask us all here that same question. Am I looking over my shoulder and saying, well, what about So I want to bring up uh, Jessica. Yeah, that's right. Jessica, you guys don't know Jessica. This is her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Uh, the black line shows where you're going to fall off. Okay. <laughs> talked to you last week. This is me and you just having a conversation. Alright. Uh, we talked last week and um, wanted to kind of like go into thankful 
supervision, uh, the restoration, and this preparation. And so, um, like, what are some of the things that we talked about, like, in your daily life that you would say, yeah, I feel like Jesus is providing, restoring, and he is um, preparing me daily. So, Um, so, for those who don't know, I manage the Chick-fil-A in North Lakeland. Um, and I've been with them for 15 years now, and I finally, after all those years, realized that it's not just a job, but it's a ministry as well. Um, and so, I, I love it because I get to talk to people all day long. I know I love to talk. Um, I get to hear about their lives and everything. And so, there was one day, I was out working in the drive-thru. I was taking orders, and a lady came through. Um, and I could tell she'd been crying, and it's right near the hospital, so there's all kinds of stuff going on. And so I was just talking to her, um, and she told me she was going back to the hospital. I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, hey, we're going to take care of your meals today. You don't need to worry about that. You just go back. Um, and so then I just kept asking questions. My mom taught me how to ask questions really well. Um, and I'm like, so what's going on? And she's like, it's my grandbaby. He's in the hospital. So sorry. I was like, what's your grandbaby's name? She's like, it's Hudson. I was like, okay. So I just kept taking her order, finished up everything. And I was like, hey, can we pray for Hudson real quick? She's like, oh my gosh, yes. So I just prayed with her real quick, just for healing, um, for peace, for comfort, because I didn't really know what was going on. But obviously, there was something bad enough he had been in the hospital for a couple days already. And so she went about her day, I went about my day. And then every day after that, I just kept, like, thinking, okay, I need to know what happened to Hudson. I need to know, like, if he's okay. I need to see this lady. I need that phone call. I need something. Um, and so I just kept going about my day. And then I was walking through the dining room about two weeks later or so. And I hear this lady say, excuse me, ma'am. And I turn around, and I look at her, and I'm like, you're Hudson's grandma. And she's like, yes. She was like, 12 days ago, I came to the drive-thru and you prayed with me for my grandbaby. And after 15 days, he's coming home. And so that morning, he got discharged from the hospital. And Chick-fil-A was their first stop so that I could see her. And so she could tell me. And I looked at her and I was like, after I looked at Hudson, he was the cutest little baby. If I didn't know he was sick, you'd have no tell. You'd be, not be able to tell. And I looked at her and I was like, you have no clue how long I've waited. I have waited every single day to see you or to hear something about Hudson. I was like, you just made my entire week. And so we just, we cried together in that room. And so, of course, I had to go, like, grab a little plush cow. I'm like, here's his first cow. We got to go back and see me again. So, it was awesome. And there's one other thing. Yeah. I'm on the wall now. Um, and so then... About a week ago, I was out in the drive-thru again, because you know, just like to talk to people. <laughs> and this lady came through, and I was giving her, her food, and she asked, she's like, hey, can I add on the chicken soup? I'm like, yeah, of course. I was like, I don't know why. It's hot outside. I'm like, yeah, of course. Um, she's like, I'm just anxious, and I'm nervous. I'm like, okay, what's going on? She's like, well, it's my birthday. I'm like, well, happy birthday. She's like, and I think my boyfriend might propose tonight. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, wait. 
are we excited about this? She's like, yes. I was like, yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm so excited for you. I was like, are you ready to come back and tell me like, if he said if he proposes or not? And so she's like, yeah, I will. I'm just so nervous and anxious. I was like, hey, can we pray real quick? She's like, oh my gosh, did you hear my Christian music in the background? I was like, no, but that's great. And so I just prayed with her real quick. Um, and as she drove off, I had two employees standing beside me. They're like, the girl looked at me, she's like, when my boyfriend proposes, we pray for me first? <laughs> I was like, of course. And it was like, that was when I was like, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Like, not, I don't want, not that I want people to see me praying with somebody, but to know that it's affecting more than just that one person. Right, so that right. somebody else saw it and was like, hey, just that simple prayer can make a difference. Yeah. That can right. make an impact on somebody's life. Amen. Praying on my own and just asking to have more confidence in it and be able to step out 
So the first couple times, even now, nerve-wracking? Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. Okay. The first time I was like, oh, what if they say no? Yeah. I'm like, you're like, who's going to say no to like a prayer? Yeah. I mean, unless you're being a weirdo. Unless you're being a weirdo. Yeah. I wasn't being a weirdo. Was like, hey, let me pray for you. Know, okay, that's not what we're doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been received a little bit different. Yeah. That's because, like, inside the car, I just want to pray. Okay. It's a gentle approach and saying, hey, you know, I just can we pray. And so I want to encourage you guys this morning. Why, why are we going into thankful with this story? Okay? Because I'm thankful that God is moving. Amen. Amen. All right? And we could go around the room, I'm sure, and hear where God is moving in people's lives. And I just want to encourage you this morning. God is on the move. That in your own life, where things might feel empty and lonely, God is on the move. Where things might be confusing and, and seem like things are internal, God is on the move. Where your life may be going fantastic, I would encourage you with this, look around, God is on the move. And there's opportunities that, that are presented to us if we would listen. See, really, what, what Jessica told you guys is she was listening to people and she was listening to the Holy Spirit. Right. And it wasn't some crazy thing. It was obvious. This woman's crying. I'm talking to her. I believe I serve the Lord that could make her life, that could provide for her life, that could bring restoration to her life. Right? You guys think that? Yeah. And then possibly even put her on mission for the kingdom. <coughs> and so that's what I just want to say to you is thank you for stepping out. Thank you for telling those stories. And I want to I want you to do something then. Yeah. Is then pray for us. You guys stand. I want to and I don't know if I'm going to drag you out pray because you're obviously pretty good at it. <laughs> so, did you do that? Yes. And before she does that, I just want to say this. Would you, however you want to express that, whether it's, if it hands open like this, um, you know, if you want to close your eyes, if you want to, whatever you do, I would say the main thing that I would love for you to do is just open your heart to what God would do in this moment. Yeah. Father, thank you for who you are. Thank you for how you are working in our lives. Just as the song says, even when we don't see it, you're working. Even when we don't feel it, you're working. Thank you for how you are moving. Father, I pray that you would just come and um, be present in all of our lives. Be the center of our lives. That what we do, how we act, what we say, would be glorify you. Thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for all of us. And I pray that we would just embrace that with all that we are. We love you. Let me praise you.
standing, it would be awkward if I was like, stand on your chair. You want to give your life for Jesus? But, um, <laughs> I do. I'm just going to hang out here up front for a little bit. And if that's you and you're saying, you know what, I really do want to, I want to surrender my life to God, all that I am. I want to be found in Jesus so that I can go out and do the things that Jesus is calling me to do. I want to be up here also. And so I would just encourage you to come and um, see me if that's something that you um, want to do. Other than that, have a fantastic week. Go out in the peace of the Lord.